Good afternoon and welcome to the War on Weakness podcast. This is episode number 13 with Tanner. Across from me, living legend, Ken Rutherford. And we got Cody on the board. And uh, we've got two guests today. So this is our first uh, foursome. Uh, These men are single-handedly responsible for getting people drunk on local booze. They uh, are the owners of the 4th Meridian Brewing Company, and today we're here to talk about beer and uh, how it's made, so go ahead. Well, here we are. So the uh, nice, fun topic here, the sun's on our face as we walk in, and, and uh, we're heading into uh, summer season, and that is, that is uh, beer and steak season. So our last episode was all on meat and beef and steaks, and here we are to do beer next, and who better to do it with, with uh, the local brewers themselves? Now, uh, it's Brad Hoffman. Yes. Yeah, and uh, Edward, what was your last name? James. Edward James. And uh, we've just, uh, you graduated with my wife. Right. From, the, from Elk Point. So yeah. they were in the same grade class as my wife, Jennifer. Mm. And uh, so now, why don't you just tell us, like, the, give us the rundown on Fourth Meridian Brewery. Are we calling it the same? I know it's, I just call it Fourth Meridian, but what's yeah. the official name? What do you like being called? Fourth Meridian Brewing Company is the name. Fourth Meridian Brewing Company. A lot of people just refer to it as Fourth now. The Fourth. Or just Fourth. Yeah, just there fourth. we go. We'll just call fourth. it the Fourth. Yeah. So the, the Fourth, how long has it been around for? Give us the history of, of the Fourth. Uh, I guess we started this whole thing. In, we started the company as a corporation in April 2015, yeah. No, 16, sorry, 2016. Yep. Um, and we officially became like a licensed brewery. I think it was the August of 2016. Yep. And got our equipment, our first batch then. So it was a corporation. We're just about five years old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just about four years in the tap room here. And four years in the tap room, yeah, for sure. Okay. So you're sitting around, like, lead us through the path. Because, I mean, these, these cool local companies have such an interesting story to them, right? You're sitting somewhere, somebody has an idea, you're, you had too many beers one night, you're like, why don't we just make our own because this, this bought and stuff sucks? Or Take us through uh, the story. How do we get the fourth word It yet? wasn't the, the stuff that we bought sucks, it's the stuff that we had was good and we figured we could do it ourselves. Like we, we were into craft beer, right? We, and Brad's married to my sister, Helen, we'd go on vacation together, we'd go to breweries, we'd see all these places in the States, little small batch operations making beer that was, you know, you didn't even know what beer tasted like until you had it, right? And, you know, I, I kind of learned how to make beer. We decided that we could figure out a way to do this ourselves. Lloyd Minster never had something like this, and there was an opportunity to, to have it. None of us were really, you know, thrilled with our careers, I suppose, as they were. I happened to get laid off from working in Calgary, and I thought, what are you going to do? Go back and do the same job that you don't want to do? Or you have an opportunity to do something that you really would like to do and get the equipment together. We found equipment. We found it cheap. We did it on a budget. We started making beer as a legal entity five years ago, and we've just gone from there. You know? But it, it came from... The oil crash. Yeah, yeah, it came from an oil crash. It came from an oil crash, and it came from going yeah. out to places that we like going to, traveling together and checking out breweries and seeing what the vibe was like going to these places, and everybody's having a good time, and... And they're not being suckered out of money for a shit product, and they're mm-hmm. not being taken advantage of. And it's supported. It's always local people. It's always working class local people going to them. And you see it, and you, you can see, 
you know, the three of us are going to these places and we all like it, right? And we assume that everybody else is going to them and th- there's enough people like us that would come to a place like this. You know, Still, it, though, it's an idea. Like, I, I got to commend you because anytime you do an entrepreneurial endeavor, it's, it's a risk. It's, absolutely, It yeah. takes some stress. It's money out of your pocket. You got zero customers to start. And, and when you talked about the oil crash, it's, it's interesting, this, this community of Lloydminster has forever had these ups and downs. Yeah. And, and I think our first, I'll speak for myself, a lot of us look at this as, as though it's bad. But maybe getting stressed and pressured and forced to change is maybe a good thing. Like you're saying, like if everybody, if, you, if everything, oil price stayed high, you might, we, well, we, would we be sitting here enjoying some... There'd be no reason to leave right, right? what you're doing and making yeah. good money at it. Yeah. So, I mean. so let's come back to it. You're sitting, <clears throat> you've, you've holidayed a lot and you're, you're going to the local... <clears throat> breweries or craft craft breweries yeah what's a good beer like for you like you're the best people in town to say what's a good beer like when you're saying i i, I was at this place we're on holidays that's a good beer it's way better than this other beer what, what's a good beer i'd say a style more try an ipa mm-hmm. it's something like you've never had there's hops in it yeah big hops you'll taste that first it's a flavor it's a it's everything about the beer that you've never had yeah, it's a, it's a, you'll taste all the ingredients in it, won't you? IPA, malt, water, hops, yeast. It's there, and it's a big face full of hops. It's like you in high school, Kenny. It has mad hops. <laughs> <laughs> and try and get yourself a pint of IPA and swirl the glass around and stick your face over it and take a big sniff of the aroma. Yeah. It's unbelievable. No, the, uh, uh, so you're, you're, you're down there, you're, it's 2000, and did you say 2016? Yes. Yeah. So, so where were you when you said, let's pull the trigger? Was that sitting in Lloyd Mister? Were you down in Montana somewhere? Or where were you? I was living in Calgary. Helen and Brad were up in Lloyd, and Helen and I were just—I don't know—we've always talked about. It. We're just—it's I, I something. We saw something, and I, Helen sent me a text and said, "Why aren't we doing this?" I can't remember what it was. She was reading the news about something. Maybe it was a small brewery that opened. And I said, "Well, I guess we'll do it then." And huh. So we did two, it. Two out of the three were laid off at the time, yeah. so it was, it, timing was perfect. Yeah, but nothing better to do. Like, what are you going to do? You have one chance, maybe. Not sound like Eminem to go and yeah. do whatever you yeah. want to do with your Just life. Stroll the beat, go Cody, hit it. <laughs> <laughs> that thing where you could throw in that music. <laughs> you, you know, you got a you chance to do one some, chance. You, know, <laughs> you might as well do it, right? Like, what yeah, are you going to do? That's be the start of the podcast. Spend the rest of your life looking back, wishing you'd done the thing you always wanted to do. And and so, when was that first thought for you, Edward? That you were like, I, I think I'd like to try this. I was when I got laid off in Calgary. And I was wondering. So that's the first thought. And I thought. So the first thing I did, I was always home brewing, right? I'd learn how to make beer. So I'd, when I was done, I thought, well, I guess I'll make some beer and at least get through a, a day. But then you start not finding out resumes to places that you know, no, you're not going to get hired because the market's dead. That commodity has no value, mm-hmm. and the work's unrewarding. Like. I didn't want to get up and go to work for somebody else at six o'clock in the morning and be told what to do all day and have somebody whining about why I wasn't delivering for them. Like, I, I didn't care. I didn't care that somebody in a different department mm-hmm. was on, you know, maybe you're not going to get your bonuses. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I did my job. I came. I want to prove that I could do that job. I did that job. And I've got something else I want to do. I don't want to go back to it. And I don't want to not take the one chance to do the thing that I've now learned how to do. I want to make beer. At one time, I wanted to run projects for oil companies. I did it. I was done with it. And then I wanted to make beer at a professional level, and I do that now. And it took a while to get here, but I, I, I just wanted to have more control of my own life. We've got to say, it's, it's really cool to sit with entrepreneurs <clears throat> sipping on a beer that your hands made, talking to the people that made it. I see the whites of your eyes, right? You know, it's, it's like I'm talking to people who were talking earlier about, you know, it's like, to me, it's a little bit like uh, art. You get to sit beside the person who's, who's done the painting and see them and talk to them. What, what, what went into the painting? What type of paint did you use? You know, <clears throat> it's really cool, actually. So, um, no, maybe we'll start with, uh, 
Well, if you're like me, Edward, you're, you're, I, I never stare, stared at beer and go, how do you make this? You know, but can you, boys, take us through the process of making beer? Can you just, yeah. I just want to say something before we do that. Yeah. Didn't you have a similar story to his about the oil fields? I just, I like the link that we have mm-hmm. with this whole thing because there's yeah. now two podcasts in a row where we've had rejects from the oil field essentially <laughs> go and turn around and throw it in everybody's face, oh. which I love. So, what you you were in the same boat, were you not, Brad? Kind of. Uh, no, my wife was the one laid off, but I was oh, still was working. It? But I mean, oh, okay. At the same time, it wasn't a real rewarding yeah. job. At the same, like he's, he's not there. emotional satisfaction for no, you. Yeah. I mean, everybody was down and out with this COVID and the oil crash and like everything was just a, a bummer. So it, it just wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. I, I was making decent enough money, but it just wasn't fun. So I, I mean, I'm no. working working crazy hours all the time. Just not getting yeah, you did drunk. It. Like. <laughs> So that's what that's for me what it was. It was okay. Yeah, we're kind of for the for our listeners. It's echoey because we're right sitting in Fourth yeah. Marine. We thought, what better way to have a podcast than to Absolutely. come sit to, in, in the spot where you do action. it? So, Brad, we're talking. You're from Saint Walberg. Yes. And when you were working in the oil field, what what type of work were you doing? Uh, the trucking industry, so the servicing yeah. oil wells around yeah. here. Because um, I know your family's all all backed into that the yeah. trucking end of the world. Yeah. Aren't they? And then supervising for a while and. Yeah. Yeah, the oil field, I don't know. It was great. I got nothing bad to say about it. I mean, I made a lot of good friends, had a lot of fun, made money. I mean, I had ambition. I worked lots and made some good money. So, I mean, it it did me fine for the amount of time I was in there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't... It's it's been it's created a lot of good for our community for sure yeah because it, it's it has created a lot of money yeah. it's created a lot of uh, employment mm-hmm. um, a lot of these companies don't donate a lot of money to the rinks and to the programs yeah. and to the sports but it's it, but it's uh, what I'm hearing from you too is that uh, I don't mean to get all technical but there's a thing called Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the, when as you go higher up on it you start to self actualize if you can yeah. get up there and when I'm listening to you know you almost drifted off there when you started looking off and saying. I just wasn't feeling it, and I didn't. I'm sending off my resumes. I, I can almost get a sense from you, Edward, that you were like, "I hope I don't get this." Yeah, my heart wasn't in it. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, you know? I, I, my heart wasn't in it anymore. It was for a while, and I enjoyed it, and it was great. I, I did exactly what I set out to do, and um, what I set out to do after a while was <laughs> learn how to make beer at a professional level. So I yeah. guess, I, you know, I, I, I did the job. I did it as a professional. I got on with it, and then uh, it, it provided a different path for me, which is ultimately what I was looking for. Right? Every one of these stories provides a little bit of, um, or a lot, of hope. Because right now, as we know, in, in our community, there's people that are laid off or, mm-hmm. or, their, or their businesses aren't functioning as, as they used to be. And what, your two stories that say, there's other paths. Mm-hmm. There's other paths. You know, if, if you're out of work, if you're slow in work, it's okay. Like, just figure it out. And the, yeah. Go the start a brewery. Field. Go start a... The oil field's always been, like, I, I was in it for 10 years you were kind of skirted around it a bit. I, I worked or, in the white collar. I was yeah. in downtown Calgary, yeah. and I was the same yeah, as you. So it, it was but kind at of the like end of the day. The oil field I've seen, it has a definite culture to it that's maybe not real palatable to a lot of people that aren't in it. But at the same time, it's kind of a a flocking point for competency, if you want to call it that. Like a lot, like yeah, you're you're forced to think on your feet, take some risks, like. The oil field itself kind of creates this thing that really fits nicely with entrepreneurial people at the end of the day. So I think it's pretty cool that you're seeing these people get basically chewed up or thrown out of the oil field, whatever you want to say, or just, you know, let go from it. But it's it doesn't surprise me at all that there's technical 
entrepreneurial things coming out of this at the other side because these guys just shift their abilities into another for sure. another it's hard uh, work adventure. building character too you know yeah. mm-hmm. you gotta yeah. work hard there and I mean, yeah that sets you up for the rest of your life working hard this is true you yeah. learn you know you learn a lot of skills along the way right like you learn how to manage projects you learn how to run a company everybody you know either you're managing money for a company or you're running your own company doing work for someone so you, you learn things that you need to know that you can use outside of it so it's absolutely you know it, it's we're, we're all that so that's why most of us that get into that line of work have very similar you know interests outside of it as far as yeah. entrepreneurialism and you know just you know what your skills are worth right mm-hmm. you know how to you know how to value yourself. Yeah, and, right? and like I, I don't think any of us are trying to throw a down under the under the bus because our no. community's been very much benefit right. from it. No, absolutely. Not. <clears throat> and there's some people like my brother. He he's a millwright. He he loves putting things together. Mm-hmm. He right. loves going to big plants and putting things together. Welders, the, the, there might be some saying like the best way for me to express myself is by striking up a rod and it's looking at a your weld. Work. Yeah, it's pride in your work. And yeah. and no right? matter what it is that you're doing, the reason that employer or company or whatever has values because the work that people put into it right yeah and you know you're not going to go there deliberately do a bad job devalue the industry that you work in mm-hmm. and just to prove a point right everybody's yeah. a professional and you go and do your job and eventually i guess if you have an opportunity to do something that you might enjoy doing more you do it yeah right it's kind and of if cool. you enjoy it as much as you're ever going to enjoy anything that you know people are happy with lives right if it makes your heart sing you know like uh obviously there's something in your brains that was saying we should try something else, and here we are. Yeah. So, <clears throat> something else that struck me as I came in and, and started talking with you, try to get a little bit of, of a feel for, for the process and what you're doing here, is that you're family and you're still working together. Yeah. You know, probably the odds are low, uh, you know, of family sticking out. <laughs> like, here we are at uh, 2016. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're still in operation. And when I was watching you talk to each other, it was respectfully like when you'd say something, you'd wait, Brad, till he's done. And when Brad was, I, I noticed, I was like, oh, that's cool to see. You know, I'm. I, I'm not going to ask because <clears throat> the chance of humans getting along perfectly all the time uh, is zero, yeah. right? We're all dicks sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was cool to see. Cool to see. The- oh, we've had this company since five years ago. Him and Helen have been together probably almost 12 years by now. Yeah. yeah. So like, I've known Brad a long time. And, you know, running a business together tests a relationship no matter who it yep. is, right? But. You know, we all know what each other brings to the table. And it, right? and it gets real, too, doesn't it? When, you, uh, yeah. when you're forced to be together through the happiest of days and the toughest of days, I look at it like marriage with my wife, is uh, uh, it, you, you, it, you, the only way you get deep with somebody is by going through the easy waters and the hard waters. Yeah, for sure. You know? Still have to have Christmas together. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, so it's interesting. Now, <clears throat> the, the, the process, the... Because I got to say, I have never sat there by myself and said, "I wonder how that beer's made." Made, I'm gonna try. So you folks did. So mm-hmm. like, to people like me, that all I've done is enjoy the the taste of a good beer, and the best beer mm-hmm. <laughs> sitting in front of me. Thanks. No, I, I think I'm I'm gonna uh, before I say that I, I got to think, but I, I this would be one of the best beers I've ever had. But I want to think before I say the best. Oh, I, I well, don't know about that. Well, you appreciate that. That is actually uh, an award-winning gold medal award-winning beer. So, so I've got a good palate. Yeah, yeah. Edward, so, I want to hear you say it. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, so takes through the process. So what what. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to uh, yeah. breathe in like uh, like yeah. the wineries in, in uh, Kelowna? Do I have to? <laughs> well, no. But we did. We did win. That was a, the gold medal porter in Alberta yeah. last year. For, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. There's really? an award up on the shelf over there for it. So uh, I'm drinking. The, this is your highest award-winning beer. Yeah, we actually have won two gold medal awards for our beers, but the other one we haven't made in a while because it's a bit of a I don't know, whatever. You know, 
things come and go. Yep. You know what I mean? So, actually, let's go back up okay. one step. You say the word craft beer. Right. What is craft beer? I, I guess it's what we started calling beer that wasn't produced by big brewing companies. So You can get it from the place it's made. You can get it from the place it's made, for sure. Okay. Small batches. It might not be the same every single time. It's the same <clears> beer, but it might taste a bit different. So it's just like a small, independently owned, small batch brewery where either they, they definitely would be sampling it on site and it, it's just batch by batch you know it's not just a factory where it comes through and there's a face to the name yeah, yeah so so craft does craft uh, brewery equal microbrewery not really like micro would be essentially the size so a microbrewery could be a craft brewery but it could also be a bit of a shit brewery okay you know yeah <laughs> okay and yeah you're kind of like reminding me now of, uh, now they see this, your, your samplers come out. It has the same feel as a winery in Kelowna. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where you're going up and, and they're actually telling you and they're pointing to the fields where they get the grapes out of and they let you taste. And they, this came out of 2017. It's got, it's got that feel to it. So now, uh, uh, you, you, the process. Take us through the process. Because you make it all yeah. on site here. So you just give me a tour. You got right, all yeah. the tanks and all the mills and all the... Right. So, so we get our malt. We get it from... Raw malting, which is in Alex, Alberta, and most likely is grown from Alberta farmers around here. We take our pale pale malt. Malt is grain, right? It, it is barley. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's barley. barley. It's, it's the barley kernel that's been germinated in warm water, and then they roast it to sort of stop the germination and give it the color. So, hmm. not that I'm a maltster, so I don't want to go into a in-depth discussion of the way of malting barley. But I guess you can see it there, right? Yeah. Um, so we use the malt. We crush it in a mill upstairs. It drops into our mash tun with some hot water where the hot water converts the starch to sugar in the grain, right? So we're trying to convert starch into sugar. That's what we ultimately feed the yeast that converts into alcohol and carbon dioxide, which is why we drink beer. Um, so we steep the malt, we, it's called a mash. We mash it for about an hour, hour and a half, depending on what the beer is. After the mash, we transfer it to another tank called the brew kettle where we boil it for about an hour, hour and a half. While we boil it, we add the hops, which gives it the bitterness. Um, it also sterilizes the wort. It coagulates proteins out of it, so your beer generally will come out clean. Or clear, I should say. Hopefully it's clean. Um, <laughs> uh, so, we, you know, we boil it. Then we chill it. We transfer it to a fermenter. We add the yeast in the fermenter. The yeast converts the sugar in the beer, and the wort at that point, rather, converts the sugar into carbon dioxide and alcohol. It takes about 10 days, usually if things are going right, you know. Uh, to convert to do the fermentation and then we age it for about another two weeks for all the yeast and pet sediment to settle out carbonate it after we do that we either can it keg it so know. process so from the start to the end is uh what'd you say two weeks plus uh, probably three weeks i'd give it a full three weeks <coughs> yeah. an, an actual 21 days usually yeah. 21 days 21 yeah. days yeah. okay and now uh brad you were talking to me earlier about uh uh local yeah like we're we're I'm sensing in our community, and Tanner, we've talked a lot about this, is that maybe a plus out of COVID is a stronger sense of community, yeah, knowing your neighbor. And so I hear you say you, you, you buy local. Can you talk about that? Like everything from our grain to make the beer, our, as much as we can to make it, is locally bought. Um, all our hardware comes from town, um, chemicals, like pretty much front to back, it's all locally bought from a mom and pop shop most of the time, so, we can. Um, but uh, yeah, we like to support local. Locals support us. I mean, kind of what 
the fiber of the community, right? It's a circle that keeps yeah. coming back. And it's, so, it's, so it's interesting because we're getting to look at the whites of the eyes of the people that make this stuff. Mm-hmm. And in turn, we leave here. And when you go to your bot, you go see the whites of the eyes of the people that supply you with. Did I say Did you say honey? Did I hear you say you buy oh, your we, honey locally? Yeah, we have a honey seltzer that uh, yeah. we, we're just out of for a week or so. But, um, but your grain, back. your honey, anything, as yeah. much as you can, you're growing out to people like you. We strive to, to get as much as we can locally. Yeah. So it, um, some things you just can't. But uh, anything that is available locally, we buy local. Yeah. The main ingredient is water. The second main ingredient is malt, and that's all. I don't know who locally owns the water, but we use it. <laughs> <laughs> but we, uh, the malt, yeah, probably most of the malt is grown between here and somewhere in southern Alberta anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, now, types of beer. This was the part when I was, we were preparing for this podcast is uh, – you know, a lager and a pilsner and a look, bachelor blonde and a big rig, rig up bread and a wheat ale. Yeah. Like when we talk about categories of beer, what, what are these categories? Like what's a, what are the categories? There's ales, there's lagers for the main two. And then from there you can pretty much branch out to every different color, fruit beer. Like it's, it's just a big web from there. I mean, it's... Okay, so what's an ale and a lager? What's the difference between an ale and a lager? It's the yeast. It's a yeast thing. Yeah. Uh, ale is fermented with the yeast. It ferments at the top and generally room temperature, or warm temperature, right? 20 Celsius. Lager, the yeast ferments at the bottom, uh, low temperature, so like below 12 Celsius. Huh. And takes a little bit longer. Lagers take longer? Yeah, lagers oh. take longer because the yeast isn't as active. So if you ferment at the warm temperature, it would ferment really quickly, but it tastes like probably butterscotch and it tastes weird right so it's fermented at low temperature takes a bit longer um, generally I guess you could say generally lighter in body the more, longer is lighter in body yeah yeah. I suppose more so you get more I was drinking our pills the other day and I was trying to find how you f- taste the, the flavor I got, uh, an ale tends to be fuller bodied and you taste more of the grain right a lager tends to be lighter body and you taste more of the, the sugar that it that it would have been fermenting, right? It's it's sweeter, it's lighter, it's it's not as I don't know. I'm just, the only way I can say is lighter, but not not lower in alcohol. That kind of thing. Okay. It's just it's just more. There's an airiness about it. So right? when we say like uh, you were talking earlier about uh, IPAs mm-hmm. and pil- like so, is an IPA an ale or a lager? Like, is, or can you have an IPA that is an ale or a lager? No, yeah. it's an wow. ale. Yeah, it's like an IPA is India Pale Ale, right? Okay. Well, you can put hops in anything, so... Yeah. Oh, I see. A- IPA equals hops. Yeah. Yeah, bitter, yeah. So, and you can add hops to anything to give it a hoppy flavor. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so when we talk categories, we're really talking lager, ale, other. Is, 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 well, it, it's either lager or ale, or as a lager and ale, it's... Then the styles come yeah. out. And then it comes out of the styles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it's a lager or ale, which is fermentation at the top or the bottom. Right. And then out of that, we spin into all these other flavor ads. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what am I drinking here? What is this? That is Border Porter, which is an ale. That's an ale. Yeah. So that's a porter, which is generally a dark ale. Lots of roasted malts. Lots of, okay. you know, ours tends to be on the uh, more robust side of the porter mm-hmm. scale. So it's a little bit higher in alcohol, full-bodied. Um, old school beer from London that people would have been drinking when they were unloading boats. And that's why this it's stuff. called a porter, right? Because these porters are unloading boats. Oh, so that's what, that so was their cool. to get, choice. To get the grain that color, it's the same process as the coffee bean, essentially. Yeah. Okay. So as, as you would know, yeah. it's, it's baking, longer. roasting the, yeah. the grain longer okay, to get a so dark that, color. 
that one on the left that you would make an ale out of or a porter a or whatever, porter. that's just been roasted longer than the one beside it? Is that yeah. right? Okay, and that one beside would be what you'd use for a lager? Uh, the one beside here is rye. Oh, okay. Um, so that's just a specific type of grain we would yeah. put in a, a certain beer, which okay. is our rig up red that we have. Um, okay. And then the crystal malt is next to it, which is just a, a bit of a middle of the road. We don't have a, a two-row base malt right now. We're out of it, so that would have been the, the lightest color one. Okay. So, sorry, and so it's barley that is, I forget the process, it becomes malt. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, you roast them. And so the, as you roast them more, it's like you say a coffee bean becomes, it'll change flavors. Yeah. yeah. So this is a really dark beer. Mm-hmm. So I'm drinking yeah. stuff that would have the, the, the more roasted. Malt. Yeah, but it doesn't have very much. It's still a very small amount of the grain bill. Um, it, it doesn't take much to make it go dark. Like 10% or uh, less. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably, yeah, even less, less yeah. Again. Yeah. Huh. Um, so I, they all start out with a base malt, which is either going to be like pale ale malt or pilsner. Um, and that, that's where you get the majority of the fermentable sugar from. Okay. Um, and it's also, you know, if you, so if you just made a, I don't, we don't have one on the table, but the pilsner is mostly just pilsner malt. So it's very pale in color, almost straw yellow. So you don't get much color out of it. You just get that kind of uh, sweet. Almost corn kind of taste. Oh, so Pilsner is the type of malt. It's a type of malt. Okay, yeah. that's a Pilsner for people from Saskatchewan because yeah. we're always blamed for <laughs> yeah. drinking warm. So pill. it's so you know <laughs> we drink we you know it, it's all you know two row barley that it's made from. You yeah. take the barley, you malt it, you germinate the seed, you create the starches that we're trying to turn into sugar as a brewery. Um, Pilsner malt is the malt that's after you've after you germinated it, you've kilned it to. To stop the germination, it's the very lightest color that you would roast barley to okay. before you use it for making beer. So at that point, you know you, you you stop the germination, you toast the barley a little bit just to get a bit of color, and it, it's well, I'm not open here, so I can't show you. Um, but it is like the, the very lightest of the malts. Okay. Right. Um, no. We generally use pale ale malt, which is the next degree darker. Right. Okay. Oh, there you go. Because lots of restaurants, you go and have a pale so ale. So that would be yeah. your base malt then. Our base okay. malt is two-row pale ale malt. Okay. From okay. RAR malting in Alex, Alberta, that was probably grown out here by Lloydminster. Oh, okay. Cool. Huh. Sweet. So the, uh, I mean, the the types of listeners that we have, some people are probably going to be like, I really enjoyed that, the process and the different malts. And, the, and some of them are like, I just don't give a shit. I just right. want to taste them. <laughs> yeah. Right? I don't care. I just want to come in and have a cold beer. I don't want to think about it. I thought too much all week. So now I see this. You've got this taster uh, thing here, which I, like I've seen these in Kelowna as well. So if somebody wants to come in and, and they see Bachelor Blonde, Lloyd Pilsner, Belgian White, they're like, you, you'd, you'd probably go through them. Well, I've done it with you, Brad, where you yeah. come in and you say, well, what, what, do you, what, what lead us through the conversation of how you figure out what type of beer your person walks up that's never walked into Fourth Meridian. How do you talk to them? What do you say? Uh, well, the ones that have never been in here before, you kind of, get a feeling of what they want, what they usually drink, and then you can go from there, kind of get an idea of what they're looking for. Um, but other customers come in and you know right away. You can have a pint port before they even walk in the front door when you see them. Yeah. Because there's one thing they love and they go for that every single time. And uh, that's a flight? Is that a flight yeah. that you do? Yeah, and then the sampler is a flight. So yeah, okay. it's four, five ounce, uh, just like a taster of the board. Yeah. And so the so what are those questions like? How do you get that out of them? Like, do you like a strong beer, a weak beer, a light beer, a dark beer, a fruity beer? A, a, yeah, a, like IP, pretty like, much exactly. You yeah. just kind of roll through, kind yeah. of figure them out. If people don't know, they usually just say like, I don't know, what's closest to a 
Kokanee or, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then I would say, like, okay, blonde, Pilsner, uh, wheat ale, something light. Yeah. That's not, I wouldn't give them something like a porter or an IPA because it's going to blow their taste buds out of the water and they're going to probably hate it the first time. So you got to get people growing on it first to get the light stuff, slowly get them. Yeah. Do you see any correlations? Like, do you see... uh, Older, older gentlemen or, or older women or, or young, like is there? It's more young people. The, I think older, what? older people already know what they want. Oh, it's, they're 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 uh, they're like I've already been through this. I've tried yeah. everything. I'm this type of person. Yeah, I'm getting there actually. You can't generalize everybody, but yeah, I'd no, say I, yeah. yeah, like younger people more. They just think like beer's beer. Yeah, you know that's what you get drunk on kind of thing. But <laughs> yeah. as you get older, you kind of have you know want, want something what that tastes better good. and yeah. That's not just for the purpose. Yeah, it's not. Uh, what gets me drunk for fifteen dollars? It turns into. <laughs> yeah. I'm only having two, and I plan on spending fifteen dollars. Yeah. 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 The uh, uh, and so, what's your most popular? What's your your? your um, the bachelor blonde. Bachelor blonde and lighter that is, things usually people just gravitate towards things they know. Yeah. yeah. Or they can take it to a place and share with people, and yeah. most people are going to like it because it tastes similar to what they're used to. What Which they is know. the lighters, like the, the Cokies yeah. and the... And the Closer <clears throat> to like a can of beer that yeah. you'd buy in a can. Coors Light. Yeah. The, uh, so now, what do we see up there? I see one, two, three, four, five, six, like what, about nine different? Nine. Nine different? Is that static or does that do you change throughout the year? Five to six of them stay. Um, five or six rotate. It just yep. depends what we have. Five, five usually stay all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, your personal favorite, Brad? A sour beer or an IPA? Oh, you got one it's of each. More style than, or is it how you're feeling beer. that day, or if you're if it's hot or, or cold or winter or summer? Well, does usually, it I'm working it? here, so I'm <laughs> try to keep it light, yeah, so I don't get a buzz while working. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I like to taste the beer, and not get the effect from yeah. it. So, how about you, Edward? What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite beers are IPAs. Um, yeah. My favorite one that we have here now of what's actually on the board is probably the Pig Launcher. Yeah. Yeah. IPA is IPA kind of like uh, what's that uh, cilantro. Cilantro, it's yeah. it's a it's a binary. It's either you love it or you hate it. Yeah. And is IPA like that? People's <laughs> taste buds taste it differently. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Some people say it tastes like soap. Other I can't people say it. pine trees. I hate, I hate IPAs. Uh, My brother-in-law Dennis, who yeah, you would know yeah, Edward, yeah. loves IPAs. How about you, Tanner? Are you an IPA guy? I don't think so. No, I like, you like the brown ales. Yeah, right? I like the brown ales. Yeah, I'm a, a stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool. So now the the um, if your people are coming here. How do you, you have two options. You can come sit down mm-hmm. and have a beer, obviously, or you can take out, right? You can go come, yeah. come grab, uh, grab product. Can you lead us through, well, one is come sit here and eat. That, that we don't need to explain that one. Right. But how do people come by and take from you out here? Um, well, we have either our canned products in our fridge yeah. that you can take and go, or we have growlers and howlers, which is a glass jug. Uh, howlers a one liter, growlers two liter. And you can fill them straight from the taps. There's so a growler behind you there. If you yeah, right. that's a two liter right there. So, okay, um, I'm just, just going to grab that. Is yeah. that okay? So th- that's a two liter. Yeah. And so this is a growler or a howler. That's a growler. So growler is <laughs> two liter. It's two liter. Okay, yeah. a growler is two liter. So howler's half growler. Okay. Think there we it. go. H- how much is this? Uh, it's twenty one the first time. So you buy the glass six dollars the first time, and it's fifteen for a fill every time after. Okay. So and you can keep bringing it back time after time. Yeah. Refilling it. There's no waste. Uh, pretty environmentally friendly. Yeah, you're not stacking up the garage with cans and bottles and boxes, which has typically happened in the past for most people. So, yeah, um, yeah, they're, and it's they're just handy. A, That's I like if I go to the lake, I'll take a half a dozen of those yeah. growlers. It's awesome. You just throw it in a cup and away you go. Yeah, you're not packing twenty cases of beer. We've had a huge response to them, and yeah, you can bring awesome. them to any other 
a brewery or liquor store with a growler bar and they'll fill them there too. Yeah. So it's not exclusive to this place. You can take yeah. a glass anywhere and, and get a fill no matter where you go. So $21 for that? Yeah. And how much for the other one? Uh, it's 12 the first time. $12 for the one liter. For the first time? Yeah. And then it's 8 to refill. Because okay. you buy the glass yeah. separately. Yeah. $4 yeah. to buy it. And yes. then every time. So it's a, it's a repeat of $8. And sorry, this was 20 21 so it's 6 for the glass and uh, 15 for the fill. So every time you walk in after that, it'll be 15 Yes. I'm with you. Yeah. Or you can come and buy... Are you only in fours there, your cans? Yeah, they're four packs. They're four packs. Yeah, and, cans. And oh, it's surprising. You do all your own canning here as well. Yeah. So you, you can on the back. You come in. You can just grab your four, four pack and, and be on your way. Yeah. I think we started in November with the cans. Yeah. Um, we used the government grant to buy our canning machine when it was available. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, took advantage of that and yep. started canning. Uh, most liquor stores want cans. It's just they move easier. They don't break. They're lighter than glass bottles. So, yeah, there's a and bunch of reasons they want them. Carbonation, so. too, is there in the can? Or does it naturally just do it uh, through the... No, it's carbonated before it goes in the can. Okay. Yeah. And we're forgetting one. Is your... Uh, 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 oh, boy, when I was younger, I knew the name better. Uh, a keg. Yeah. So you can buy a keg. How much is it? There are 350, did you say? For the 60 liter, yeah. The For a 60 one. liter. Yeah. So we like, have that size. We have a 30 liter and a 20, so. And, and how many uh, cases in a in a, a keg? Uh, cases, I'm not sure, but. Uh, 120 of those. 120 120 of these. In a, in a big size keg. There we go. Yeah. Okay. 16 ounce. Yeah. Hmm. Really cool. Yeah. Um, and so now we're talking about the environment that you have here. And I'd never noticed until you pointed out, mm-hmm. you purposely don't have TVs here. Yeah. Why? Because we want it to be different, pretty much. Um, everybody else in town has TVs. You blankly stare at them. It, even if you don't care what's on, you're looking at the TV, it's this bright flashing thing in your eyes. Uh, we didn't want that. We want conversation. We want a friendly place where you, you know, you're not staring into space and not talking. You know, that's, we want a place that's happy. You know, mm-hmm. everyone hangs out. It's just a different concept, I guess, for Lloyd. Old that school. That we've seen. Yeah. A little more old school. You mean you yeah. want people to actually talk to each other? Yeah. That's weird. And like make friends. <laughs> like there's tons of people in here that come and see old old friends and just people they haven't seen in forever. It's awesome to see. That's that's rewarding for me being on the other side of the bar yeah. to see that. Normally, like, without pandemics all over the place, would people would be playing crib or crokinoles, crokinole boards no kidding. or card uh, games. All, all kinds of board games yeah. here. So if I come in here, I see the dartboard. Mm-hmm. If I want to grab a crib ba- game, where are they? Where, where would I go? Uh, well, they, they usually were out here, but we had to put them all away. Oh, because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. I have to sanitize everything because crib is so dangerous. <laughs> well, you, know, you sneeze on your crib board, you know? <laughs> well, hopefully you can do that again once we're all safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Once people get sick of the bullshit. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened already. Yeah. Yeah, your, your field, Brad, I mean, you, you folks, I think, uh, I'm not asking for your political position, but the, yeah. uh, your take on the average Lloyd Mintz rate that comes in here on, on the whole COVID thing, had enough or kind of learning to live with it or what's your, your no, thought? Everybody's, everybody's had enough. They're, they're, if, if they haven't, they're probably staying home anyway. So yeah. 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 Which is their choice. So fine. No, and I'm with you because, yeah. and we, we aren't, we're trying to stay away from the political stuff for as much as possible. But the, uh, uh, sometimes I come, I'll speak for myself personally, come off as uh, mocking it, but, but if there are people with serious illness, that, mm-hmm. that it's, they have to stay home, re- respect it. But if somebody wants to come and play Crokino and, and they're healthy and want to have a beer, I'm, for me personally, I'm like, it's, it's time to yeah. let them, Vaccines let them do it. So yeah. I guess in this case, people can bring their own crib board, right? Yeah, there so. you go. There you go. It's, it, I don't know how many people drive it, but there are people that have come in here with their own cards and stuff yeah. since this has all been going on. So, it's, yeah. so, I mean, people adapt, right? They figure it out. Something else you mentioned, <clears throat> which is what, you, what you're trying to create here is a different environment, is that 
you want to be a place. Don't. Be, I'm going to repeat what you said to me, and you tell me if I heard it wrong. Is a place where you, it's not. It's not only a place to come out and and, and get hammered. It's if it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you want to read a book and just come have a pint of uh, the the finest port in, in the area and and sit on your your hot patio once the patio comes out. It, it's it's more of a community hub. A community hub. Yeah, yeah. Kids can come in. We're dog friendly. Didn't know that. You can order in food from any place in town that delivers or yep. bring your own. Um, just it's easy. Oh, so you can you come can in here and hang kids out. In here. Oh, so you, you bring can, kids. Yeah. Bring your dog. Bring a sandwich. No know? kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing you can't do is bring in outside liquor or be a jerk. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the... Um, or smoke. I guess you can't smoke in here either. Right. And <clears throat> Which is fine. I've seen your patio before. Is that coming mm-hmm. out again? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me, hours of operation. What days do you open? What hours? Four till nine weekdays, Tuesday through Friday, and Saturday to two to ten. Okay. We close Sunday, Monday for... Gotcha. Our days off. Yeah. Nice to get some days off probably. Yeah. Like oh, we're usually, one of us usually here still in those I'm days, just, yeah. but... When's the patio coming out? When is that? Mm, before May Long. Before May Long. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I don't want to speak to you soon. It looks nice next week. So. Yeah, does it? <laughs> but the sun, goes, the sun yeah. goes down too quickly, though, right? So. Now, food. Like, uh, who, how do you, who are you with in food? Like, you, you sit down. I didn't see a kitchen there. How do you, how do you get for your food? So we're partnered with Cheers Restaurant uh, and uh, Red Swan Pizza. Yeah. So we have a contract with them for food delivery. But you can bring, bring your own or any place delivers here. We don't. We're not exclusive to those places. So you can, like, skip the dishes up oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Ah, yeah. skip. I wouldn't support those. Go right to the restaurant. Yeah, go, oh, yeah, Use their delivery. Yeah, get it straight from the delivery guy. Don't they take too yeah. much. Oh, really? Yeah. 25% or more. Huh. Skip yeah. takes 25% or more. Yeah, they charge the restaurants quite a bit of money for to use it. Yeah. Huh. So. Or she's saying it'd be best for the restaurant to go straight to the restaurant. Or yeah, use order, their own delivery yeah, service. Yeah, order it directly oh. from those. If they deliver, order it from them. Otherwise, yeah, just get it to pick up and yeah. order on your way down here, right? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. So I can walk over to Spiro's here, go grab my favorite extra large pizza, yeah. bring my family out. My wife and I can sit and, and have a have a pint and, and oh, that's really cool. Better yet, Spiro will come and deliver it. Yeah, Spiro's will yeah, deliver sure. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spiro himself. Yeah, Spiro yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. That's crazy. Really cool. And, and what do you think, Tanner? No, I think that that's... Um, I'm just trying to think of any questions I have on the process here that think people would be thinking about. Um, we need else? coffee. What's that? We need more coffee. You need more. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. We got yeah. We kind of it got slowed down a bit lately with my busyness. But coffee um, sales. Yeah, yeah. Um, these podcast things are quite time consuming. <laughs> um, so what do you got in those cans there? What's like? Do you guys can everything that is on the board, or is there certain ones you can, certain ones you don't, or how we, does that work? We only can six things now i guess we can the blonde red porter big launcher ipa and next week we'll do our first can of the honey seltzer okay um gluten-friendly option yeah so two questions actually that i was thinking yep so do you guys have a wheat ale did i see number three uh yeah number three okay oh there it is right there so that's Um, just using is that a barley malt with a wheat uh, and malted, yeah, malted barley, malted wheat. Okay. So it'd be, instead of using, like when you use these, you said it's like 10% of it or whatever, it just becomes wheat? Or is the malt itself wheat? Or is it barley 
Barley malt, wheat finisher. No, it's you? barley malt and wheat malt. Oh, okay. They're so mixed. we use fifty percent of each. Okay. So the, yeah, actually, the big tank that's over there is full of a wheat beer right now, okay. and that is malted barley, malted wheat, and a little bit of flaked oats. So does the wheat have a? This is is it like a cloudier type of thing? Is that right or no? Yeah. Generally speaking, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So why is that? Because wheat has more proteins in it that will stay suspended in the beer. Okay. Um, eventually, over time, it'll drop out. And I will admit that Fourth Breeding Brewing Company thus far has not been really that great at making beers that stay hazy. But well, that's good. I like how you're throwing yourself under the bus there. <laughs> oh, you want them to, you want them to be hazy? Well, some wheat some beers for sure, style. yeah. Oh, like, okay. It is a style of beer that stays hazy. Yeah. And as of yet, I've, so I guess as a brewer, that's my the, the thing I still have to figure out how to do. Although, I think, I, I, think, <laughs> so, I think this one in here is going to stay hazy. So. so question is, with the wheat, I'm noticing a lot of citrus involved mm-hmm. in the wheat product because you see all these beers now like you got your belgian moon yeah. or belgian blue whatever they're called belgian moon now it's I, blue moon blue moon yeah. that's it. i just get drunk on those in vegas all the so time. that's what's in that tank right now is a very similar style of beer to that okay so the citrus is orange peel and coriander that goes into the making of the oh, beer okay. which ours has because it will be a traditional style belgian wit that hopefully mm-hmm. stays yeah. with <laughs> hazy so, so when you oh, go ahead tell well i'm just wondering why is it does the citrus go better with the wheat is that a, is there, is it's that just a light palate to start with. Oh, so. okay. Gotcha. And there are Easy some people things. who drink wheat beers that somehow detect a bit of a citrusy tang to them. Mm. So like Wild Rose Velvet Fog is a wheat beer that has a bit of a citrusy taste, but they don't put any orange in it or they never used to. Yeah. But I remember drinking it. I thought, yeah, like it does taste a little bit citrusy. And it's a combination of how the malt and the yeast and the hops all play together. You, you know, you, you make it something, you can combine different flavors to taste like something that isn't even in the thing, right? Mm. And they often came out that way. And then whenever they started making wit beers like this, you know, orange peel and coriander, that just became like the, somebody must have known that those flavors would go together, right? Yeah. Or didn't know and just tried it anyway, and it worked. Hmm. It's all about trial and error. Yeah. So where'd you get the orange peel from? Like, where do you well, we get it from our brewing suppliers. Yeah. So this, we use um, sweet, and, sweet and bitter yeah. orange peel. Um, but we, they all come from BSG, which is the company that supplies our yeah. malt from raw malting. Gotcha. Those guys. Yeah. And you become a brew, is it a, called a brewmaster? Uh, no, if you're talking about me, no. No. <laughs> 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 which I think adds to it. We were talking earlier. Uh, um, I, I view this, this beer is making as almost like an art. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some of the beauty of it is is imperfect music or imperfect um, pictures. You know, we're talking about artificial intelligence is starting to figure out how to make art and make music and and this. And I think that imperfection that you're referring to is actually a cool thing. Like I, I it, it's it's human error, human human randomness. You know, that I I I would like it. I'd actually like to come here and go like, oh, you know what? The one you had last week was just a little bit better, but the one that, you know it's a tar- little tartar, a little. Yeah. Like, hopefully, it's never bad, right? Yeah. It, it won't be the same every time, but hopefully the the underlying quality is always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it might not be, you might not like it as the one you last time, but you won't be like, oh, you know, he just couldn't be bothered to do his job this day, mm-hmm. right? You know, I don't think we'll ever experience that, that we, we don't feel like putting in a proper shift, you mm-hmm. know? And but hope- everybody tasting is different, too. Yeah. If it was yeah. all the same, we'd eat one beer. Yeah, I true. Mean, we have nine different styles, and some people hate some and love the others, and it goes all different ways, and yeah, so... We it's had, the fun of it, you know. You get to try different things, and yeah. as long as you make it right, it's going to taste good. We have poured out 
like thousands of liters of beer over the years, right? Because it wasn't good, and we knew it wasn't going to be good. So, oh, so you've you tasted know. it? Came out? You're like, yeah, we're, like we're we not selling it that. Like, yeah, it, it, we, we did it when we kind of first upgraded our equipment. It took a while to figure out how to use it, right? Because it, it things don't just scale up the way you think they're going to, mm-hmm. and it, it takes a bit of understanding. And we did it, and it didn't work, and we had to throw them out. And you know, you, you, we're not going to put out a beer knowingly that it's not good mm-hmm. even if it might not be exactly as it was last time but it's, it's not gonna be shit pre-covid did, did you guys do tours like no <clears throat> like too much of a pain in the we're too small here it's well you've seen it there's not that much to see right i gotta tell you for a guy we're from north of the river we've drank our share of beer uh, but the uh uh what I, I, what you just showed me there like to, to describe the listener you, you took me through, just showed me the mill, showed me the tanks, kind of told me it comes in from here, it goes to there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, that did something for me. Like when I'm drinking this beer, I know it came through those pipes. I know those hands milled it upstairs and you let me taste those little... I did this through Big Rock once in Calgary mm-hmm. when I was working yeah, yeah. downtown Calgary. And, and uh, there's a much more corporate-like, you know, I felt yeah. the Big Rock. I'm not throwing them on the bus, but, it, but it, this, this um, linked me to you more. Like mm-hmm. my guess is you have a very loyal customer base is my guess. Because when they get to know you, every time I see you, it's Brad here, and, you, and it's you that's making it, and that little tour. I'm guessing, do, do you find that you have a very, once people stop here and kind of make, make friends with you, they, start, they say, if I'm going out on a Friday, I'm going to Fourth Meridian. Because there, yeah. there isn't any other microbreweries or, or craft, yeah. craft breweries in town, I don't think, is there? No, we're the only ones. In this area, yeah. like in Lloyd. Yeah, for sure. There are people who, this is where they come to after work with their co-works for beer, mm-hmm. you know, and regularly you know like <laughs> I think it's the same like we recognize here. people like <laughs> uh, yeah we yeah. recognize anybody who comes in here uh, but there's also there's always somebody new as mm-hmm. well there's every single day probably there's somebody that we've never seen before that comes in here we haven't, you, we haven't tapped Lloyd yet yeah. no because you were talking we were because the one day I was sitting here uh, uh, one of our <clears throat> our dentists was coming in buying a hand, hand sanitizer and you said during the the peak demand for hand sanitizer you, you tweaked some of your equipment to sell hand sanitizer and you said that that brought in a whole different group of people mm-hmm. that had never walked mm-hmm. through here and said, I didn't know this place existed. And some of them people are now long-term customers. Yeah. So it seems like the kind of place you just got to get them through the door once. And most people, once they try craft beer and if they enjoy it, they're not going to go back to buying the other stuff. It's just... Yeah. There's no reason to. No. Unless you're going to drink 15 in a day, you yep. can't drink that craft beer. Do, yeah. So you got to drink the light stuff. But People listening to this, that, I think that's the biggest thing I've, I've seen out of this for me personally is that if you're listening to this and you've, you've got your standard, you go get your groceries, you pull across the parking lot, you run into the local liquor store and you grab your case of Molson Canadian or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, stop, come find 4th Meridian, walk through this door once, yeah. come grab a growler once, you don't like it, don't come back in, but I, or, it seems what? like the place, you just got to get them through once. Before you grab the growler, I, we have taste testers, yeah. you can have a little yeah. one ounce sip of whatever you'd like to try yeah. and know what you're getting before you buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and where, I find where it, else does that happen? It mm. works better. Like those, like I was saying before, like I'll go up to the lake and I, I drink a lot of like when I go <laughs> So like I drank, I think five of those one night, one of five of those growls. But it, you just by the second one, you just drink it right out of the bottle. It's just a way bigger <laughs> bottle. So you're actually I don't recommend you're, that. You're actually saving like space. You're not even dirtying glasses. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I didn't even save the environment that way. Helping fight, yeah. fight climate change one, one yeah. day at a time. Yeah, one beer at a time. Basically, yeah. one growler at a time. Downer <laughs> <But>, Suzuki. <laughs> Downer Suzuki. But no, I mean, actually, though, what I'm 
you know, getting at too is it actually works pretty good if you are going out. Like you said, it's it's if you're going to drink fifteen of them, it, it's I didn't find a whole lot of difference between half like buying those and buying a case of beer. Like it's you throw those yeah. in the fridge, same fridge, same ice, whatever you oh, throw yeah. your beer in, and you just get yourself a solo cup or whatever and dump it in there and drink it. And it's way more. Like you're not, I found you're not throwing when, something away every time. Right. And I just found it was like those are the ones I was getting at the time was similar to what I just had is it's more refreshing and less you don't feel as shitty, I find, from drinking. Like if I drink, like I said, I could drink quite a few liters of yeah. that. And if I do the same with like a, you know, name brand or whatever, you kind of feel like shit where these ones you don't. You get a good hangover, I sometimes but think like you know you can buy like a 48 pack or whatever like there's, there's 50 different size boxes of yeah. name brand beers you can buy like 12 14 16 18 i don't know what they go to because never buy it but they, it, it seems like it's just sold to you in a way that you're supposed to consume more like what are you gonna do with 36 light mm. beers yeah. in the night like it, and your box it looks so good on your fridge shelf this box of shit like is there um because uh, we were talking about a lot of the, the off the shelf beers we were talking earlier about how they're made with a lot of uh, cheaper products like rice and uh, corn, corn syrup sugar. and yeah. Yeah. you were saying kind of like I mean they're, they're being what business should do be trying to be as profitable as they can so by producing it with as cheap as products as they can it mm-hmm. still has the alcohol content or, or you're, you're not... No, what about... You mentioned about feeling like shit. Is there <clears throat> excuse me, uh, preservatives or anything like that in those standard beers that, like, if you're having three or four you know, on a Friday night up the lake, is there something different about, you know, a craft beer versus, a, you know, a, a case of Moleskine? Is there, is there other ingredients that were... I, I don't know, because I don't know what they used to make. Because you haven't bought would, shit for a while. Yeah, like, but yeah. I, I don't know that they would put preservatives <clears throat> in it, because why does it need it, right? Like, mm-hmm. it, their yeah, stuff is inherently sold to be drank quickly, so mm-hmm. why does it need to be preserved? It doesn't make sense. We don't put anything in ours, but I can tell you for sure you'll get a wicked hangover if you drink too much of it. Oh, you can guarantee that. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. You get it's a wicked alcohol, though. Yeah. 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 Don't be fooled that it's not going <laughs> to. I mean, it's maybe another pocket. But what exactly, I've, I've heard, what ex- is a hangover? Is that, a, is that a, a water shortage in the brain, or what is it? Do you know? Uh, so do you know? drank too much the night before. Yeah. All, all the above. <laughs> yeah, it's all the above. Dehydration. But it's a reminder you've done something bad. For sure. Like we know. <laughs> we know. It seems like smart at the, at the time. Okay? We know, though, making beer, if it ferments yep. at too high of a temperature, you'll start to develop some of the other types of alcohols that give you a worse yep. hangover, and some that will make you feel sick, and some that will make you feel dizzy. Um, I always noticed, you know, back when I started drinking craft beer and drinking you know, hoppy IPAs, they're, you know, used like six and a half, seven percent. So there's more alcohol mm-hmm. in them. I always found that they were really easy to drink. And, you know, maybe because they're double the alcohol or, you know, significantly more. You do get pretty drunk, but I also thought that all this hops in it. Like, there's a beer I used to drink called from Lagunitas, a brewery. It's called Hop Stupid. And I used to think, yeah, people do get Hop Stupid. I remember, <laughs> I remember us being a rogue and like being blind drunk, you know, yeah. and... <laughs> Did you like, become the toughest guy in the room too? No Did chance. No, no, no. <laughs> Does no. this beer make you tough? Arm wrestling everybody? <laughs> Only I, I, I just want I just want to keep drinking. You know, double IPAs. Like you know how how much can you wreck your taste buds yeah. in your head and everything else tomorrow morning? You know. Yeah. But you know you'll you'll get drunk. I, I don't know how much you know Coors Light you'd have to be to to get the way that I know we've seen ourselves on a number of occasions. <laughs> But I wouldn't do it either. Yep. But I, you could drink like I, I remember I used to drink this 
beer from Wild Rose, Imperial IPA, 9.5% when it first came out. And it was what really got me into craft beer, like probably 20, 15 years ago, I guess. And it was so strong, but it tasted like something I'd never tasted. It's like grapefruit yep. and citrus and pine and all kinds of weird aromas that you get in these massive IPAs. And just, you know, head spinning. Something you've never had before. Yeah. And yep. But the next day, you know, I'd feel a bit worse for wear, but I wasn't like I couldn't get up and go to work and do my job. Yep. You know, I, I felt like I really had a good night, but, you know. I, I Not crippling. No, not crippling. Yep. Yeah, no. So. And, uh, uh, and so for people that don't know, because you say a lot of people, I didn't even know you were here. Mm-hmm. You see, you hear that comment a lot. Tell us, like, how, how do you describe it? How do people get here? I mean, I know how to get here, but the... Uh, uh, Google Maps. Yeah, Google Maps. There <laughs> we go. I, I, I got gray hair. I'm like, you turn left at the... Or uh, south of the right. home hardware. <laughs> they should, uh, they should, they can drive here, but they should walk when they leave. Lloyd <laughs> <Yeah>. Minster <laughs> ain't that big. Yeah, so you're on the south side of Lloyd Minster, right off of Highway yeah. 17. Yeah. Like you say, Google Maps it. But the closest it's, Alberta brewery to the border. The closest Alberta brewery. Yeah, Furthest east. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's got it. That's been really... The uh, oh, let's go. The uh, one more question I had when you said you don't typically give tours. If you're a bit of a nerd like me, somebody wants to stop by, are you okay pointing uh, out the? It depends what's going on back there. Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's busy. Like today was pretty clean and tidy, yeah. so it's no big deal. If Brad's here by himself, he can run yeah. the tap room and be showing people around. Usually, but, some OHS yeah. violations, probably though. Right. So yeah. right. <laughs> so the answer is no. Well, depends who it is. I hear you. Become <laughs> our friend. Become our friend first. Yeah. 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 Buy a growler or two, and we'll talk. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did Tanner, it, didn't you go anything else? Yeah, one more question. So I can't remember if I asked you this. The pig launcher, mm-hmm. is that uh, called that because of pigging pipelines? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, cool. Do you know what a pig launcher is? Uh, you know what? Uh, when I, I, I was in error when you asked me earlier, was I in the oil field? When I came out of university, I worked in uh, finance downtown Calgary. But in my summer jobs, I did work up in northern Alberta and Rainbow Lake oh, yeah. doing exactly that. I, I was, uh, uh, what do they call me, a gauger. I worked for a pipeline. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'd, I would uh, uh, test the oil and you'd send pigs through. Yeah. So uh, I'm not really blue collar, but yes, I've had okay. my hands on thousands of oil field pigs and real pigs. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes, I do know what a pig <laughs> it's is. It's just a good sounding name. Yeah. yeah no, it is. It, it sounds good. Pig launcher well. Because I, we used to, I used to launch pigs mm-hmm. back in the oh, day. Oh, you did too, hey? Yeah. yeah. And yeah, for people that don't know, it's like a big yeah. foam bullet mm-hmm. that you stick in the pipeline, usually, well, natural gas usually. Everything. And then you turn on the tap yeah. behind the pig and it launches it yeah. down the pipeline and it cleans all the corrosion and shit out of the pipeline. All, all, the, uh, all the ones we did up there were... Uh, Pretty cool job. I would have to get on a uh, Argo and go deep into the bush, mm. and yeah. and, uh, and so a lot of them were, were rubber, and they'd have like ribs yeah. on them, yeah. and they put them down the oil oil ones uh, and clean out the wax too. They'd come oh, out yeah. just full of full oh, of guck. Cool. That's yeah. one of my jobs in Calgary. I used to work for an engineering company, and harvest yeah. operations was our client, and they had these remote places up by like Kakwa area and yeah. that sort of thing. And winter roads you couldn't get in, so one of the jobs I did back when I still enjoyed that career. Yeah. Was designing these uh, auto pig launchers. Yeah. So we, you know, we've got these pig launchers. It's a valve. It's got an actuator on it. Rotates the valve. It's got a big tube full of pigs. The valve rotates. The pig drops in. The valve rotates again. And shoots down the line. Yeah. But you can't get in to build it because it's all winter access roads, and they won't build it in the springtime. So we built platforms that they could erect, drop in with helicopters, wheeled in those those mobile cranes that you can stand up and assemble everything. And that's that was my first real exposure to uh, designing pigging facilities. Yeah. And I always thought the name sounded cool. Like, Pig launcher pale ale, it flows off the tongue pretty good. Cool. The beer's pretty good. When you yeah. say design, are you engineering background? Uh, yeah, I'm a, engin- I'm a mechanical engineer. Technology. I have a, 
mechanical technologist diploma yep. and one in uh, petroleum engineering. Really cool. Yeah. Hmm. Really cool. Yeah, so it's neat that you you aren't mad at the oil field. You're celebrating your oil field background. That's really oh, cool. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah. It was good. It was good. It, yeah. uh, when good, in Rome. Good, good time. I had a good yeah. time. I lived in Calgary. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it is cool. Tanner, so I, good? I, I think we're good. You guys, anything, anything else that you'd like to add to... to Tell Lloyd Minster about yourself, or I think we'll cover it up. Just, just get here. in here. Bring get your in. dog. Bring Check your dog. Bring your bring, pizza. Bring your dog. Bring your sandwich. Yeah, whatever bring you want. Your book yeah. and your uh, and your own crib board. Yeah, or bring, come easy. by yourself. Doesn't really matter. You don't do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, just come in. Have, sit down. Have a pint. Phil, yeah. thanks for for having us in. I know this is your day off, so thank you very much for for coming and spending a, some time with us. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Else, thanks. Thanks. Yeah. No, I think that uh, we can wrap this up by witnessing another another success story coming out of. Uh, hard times in in our area and you know another two guys that are living maybe a better purpose outside of just trying to create money but actually trying to create product and another another business that supports local uses local um like i always say our podcast here is not sponsored currently by anybody and we really don't intend to be so Make sure you go out and on the social media and on your iTunes or Spotify and and like us, subscribe, send us some messages and let us know you're there and check out a local brewery next time you're around. And I guess in the meantime and in between time, this is Kenny, Edward, Brad, Cody on the board and Tanner signing off. Good night. Cheers.